listening to Jim and Mike talk. Recording at the, did you say, seven studios in beautiful Washington, New Jersey. And now, here are your hosts, Jim and Mike. This is Jim. Hey, and this is Mike. Good day to you. Good day. So we've got a good show uh, coming up here. Jim, what is the main event today? Today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that is beer. Beer. Who doesn't like beer? Well, I'm sure there's some people that don't like beer. But that's our main topic. But we're going to start off with America's Top 10 50 Years Ago. So this was... um, the week of March 14th, yeah, 1970, good. we're going to go over the top 10 from that week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start with um, we're going to start with number 10, I think. Yeah, that's good. Now, this is radio play. This is back when uh, things were just on the airwaves and not through uh, all the other media that we have yeah, today. Yeah, streaming or downloading. Yeah. Um, this was also, I'm pretty sure, sales, uh, record set, singles. Sales. Okay. I don't know how they ta- tabulated right. the top ten. Right. So you got record sales, and you got playing, and and the uh, the radio stations weren't giant conglomerates as they are today. It would be doing their own thing and playing what they thought was the best music at the time. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. you would basically, you know, hear a song on the radio and go search it out at your record store. Yeah, maybe put a and, request in by phone, right, to the to the radio station, and they would do that for a while. I, I recall yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you could very well go into the record store and. They could be sold out yeah. of the single, and you'd have to wait. Yeah, you know, get lucky. So, so what do we got? We got ten. Yeah, number ten. Uh, we have "Didn't I Blow Your Mind This Time?" Wow. By the Delphonics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're coming in at number ten, and they're actually dropping. They dropped this week from number eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a new entry at number nine, which is "ABC" by the Jackson Five. That's right. That's right. Number eight is "Mob." I don't even, I don't, never heard this song. Ma Bell Amy, Amy, A M I E. Wow. By T Set, and it's T E E. T Set. Never yeah, heard of, and I don't know if anyone's yeah. <laughs> ever heard of them since. Yeah, I but think they, they actually were at number six and the then, week before. And it went on down from there, yeah, right? Number eight. Mm-hmm. Now, this song, I've, number seven is He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. That's right. By the Hollies. Mm-hmm. Now, that goes up to number seven from number 10. Yeah. I sound like Casey Kasem. Hey. This is America's Top 40. <laughs> At number six. The okay. next one's going to get you. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Instant Karma. Yeah. And We All Shine On in uh, parentheses there. Right. And that's not just, that's not the Beatles. That is. That is Lennon and the Lennon Ono with the Plastic Ono Band. Yes. Yoko, Yoko herself. Yes. Right. And that's at number six. That was number four. So that actually dropped. And that's kind of ironic because the Beatles were, this is 1970, I think the Beatles were pretty much over, and so this must have been John Lennon's, you know, solo, or maybe it was the Plastic Ono Band album uh, on the charts here, Mm -hmm. and that was number, uh, I think I said that, number four the week before, but number five is Rainy Night in Georgia. Just wait, see if if our audience could guess Rainy Night in Georgia, if they, you know, just give them a second there. To, mm-hmm. to see if they can remember who sang that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding because I have no idea who that is. And you all know this. It was Brooke Benton. Of course. Brooke yes, Benton. Yeah. Uh, Everybody knows. It's a household was, name. And he, was no, he went up to number two the week before. And let's see. Number four is Give Me Just a Little More Time. Mm-hmm. Now, I know this song, but I did not know the band 
Chairman of the board. Chairman of the board. So they were possibly one-hit wonder. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> On Jeopardy, you would lose that. What is chairman of the board? Yeah, who's saying, yeah. give yes. me just a little yes. more time. And, yes. Alex, yeah. what is chairman of the board? Alex, hum a few bars, can you for me? <laughs> and then, But you still yeah. wouldn't know the band. Yeah. Uh, they were number three the week before. And let's see. Coming in at number three? Number three is the rapper by the Jaggers. Jaggers with a yeah. Z on the end. Maybe Jaggers. that was Mick Jaggers' family band. Yeah, could be. With like a Z the, at the end. Like the Jacksons yeah. and the Jaggers. So they were up uh, the from number five. Mm-hmm. And then... Number we, one. Wait, we're at number two. Oh. <laughs> number two, uh, a song called Let It Be by a little-known band called yeah. The Beatles. Oh, little-known band out of England. Now, they went from... They were at number nine and then jumped to two. On its way up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our number one song, Bridge Over Troubled, Troubled Water wow. by Simon and wow. Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, that's the week of March 14th. Now, I'm noticing something. Just want to comment uh, just once at the end here. Uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water and Let It Be, both very introspective, slow songs. Yeah. I mean, look at both of the top, number one and number two at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, you don't have that slow tempo, that uh, solemn of songs uh, anymore. Yeah, And I think I think most of these songs, ABC actually I think is kind of upbeat. I think all of these songs are kind of slow. Right, that's, that's People interesting. People were a lot slower back then in yeah. 1970. Mm-hmm. They just kind of took their time a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no... Uh, yeah, Multi- inter- multitasking. Yeah, there was no um, mm-hmm. internet and uh, Facebook and all that. And then, yeah. <laughs> so Jim, what, uh, what I have next here is this month in music history. So we chose this one day, and that is the 14th of March. And uh, I'm going to be reading uh, something here from 1968. So, wait, wait hold okay, on. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> Mine says the 15th. I don't know how I got this one. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm doing well, you're, that. Do I'm, the 14th. Yeah, I'll do okay. 14, 15. But, okay. but uh, you know, we're looking at, the, <laughs> we're looking at mid-March. Uh, 1968, the promotional film for Lady Madonna was broadcast in black and white on top of the pops on UK television. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the video portion of the film clip was shot while the Beatles were performing the song "Hey Bulldog," huh. but Lady Madonna audio track was paired with the video for its promo release. That's really bizarre. So yeah. you've you've got it. You've got this the video out there, but when they recorded it, they were playing "Hey Bulldog" for the you know the acting part, right. acting out the the video and such. So uh, very strange, but uh, they were strange times for the Beatles. Okay, mine's from uh, March 15th, 1955. Uh, Elvis Presley signed a management contract with Colonel Tom Parker. The Colonel. So that would probably be his first contract, I would say. Um, Parker had previously managed the Great Parker Pony Circus. And one of the acts being a... It's crazy. A troupe of dancing chickens. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. So... Yeah, he managed, he gave it his, his own name. Yeah. And then he signed Elvis, and of course that was his, you now, know. Now, we don't all know Elvis, but was it truly a, a, a troop of dancing chickens, was it? Really? I mean, that's just, we gotta, we, gotta, we gotta follow up on that one, possibly. I don't know how chickens yeah, dance. Or, but he, he was, I guess that, you know, and then he went on to Elvis. Yeah. From the dancing chickens. Yeah. Progress. <laughs> Definitely yes, progress. Yes. Uh, we're going to do uh, another one here. Um, 
looking at the mid-March, that's what we're focusing on, jumping ahead a few decades, uh, four decades actually from yours, and uh, on this day in 1991, R.E.M. played the first of two nights at London's Borderline Club, and this is after they're already popular here, because this is 1991, and they went under the name Bingo Handjob. I dare you to yeah. say that. I dare you to say that without laughing. The group uh, were in the UK promoting their seventh studio album, Out of Time, and their current single, wait for it, mm-hmm. try and guess it, Losing My Religion. Okay. Interesting. <clears throat> Bingo hand job. Okay, my next one is from March 15th, 1969. During a Scandinavian, t- Scandinavian, <laughs> I can't talk. Okay, we'll edit that out. <clears throat> During a Scandinavian tour, Led Zeppelin played two shows in one day. The first was at Teens Club Box 45 at Gladsaxe, Denmark, and the second at the Bronby Pop Club in Norregard, Denmark. Wow. Two shows in one day. And that was, um, you know, 69, so that was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also on the bill for the second show was the Keith Hart. <laughs> the Keith Hartley band, Ham, that's a band. Yeah, okay. And Swedish band, Made in Sweden. Swedish band, Made in Sweden. I yeah. get it. Yeah, that's really original. Yeah. I th- that took them a long time. So out of all those bands... Mm-hmm. Only one prevailed. We, yeah. Only, yeah, we only remember Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. So, so two shows in one day, that was probably uh, profitable for them. We ought to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Doing two shows in one. But that would be yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a little too much. Mm-hmm. So let's do the main event here. What okay. do we got there, Jim? You wanna be a pal? Okay, we're gonna talk uh I'm gonna first gonna um go over uh craft beer, which is become huge. Uh, oh yeah. And this is this is one thing I didn't know this, but um, the first English and Dutch settlers who colonized the New World mm-hmm. brought the European art of beer making with them. Yeah. So by the mid 1600s, um, personal and commercial breweries already dotted the colonial American landscape. They didn't talk about that in seventh grade history as much. But no. Go on. Yeah. And um, Dutch colonists uh, found the climate, water, and rich soils of New Amsterdam, soon mm-hmm. to be New York, yeah. exceptional for the production of beer. And this was simply a great environment to grow malt and hops. So by the year 1660, historians say at least 26 breweries have been identified on old maps. Well, I never would have guessed it was that high in, in the yeah. mid-1600s. So um, now... What are what are you drinking, uh, Mike? And you, what's in your cup right oh, now? Oh well, um, you know I'm not really a connoisseur of beer, so um, it's actually uh, Keystone Light. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. I, I like it light. I like everything light. I'm having a coffee. You know, I like I'm my women a, light. I'm gonna have a. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm having a dark magic. Dark magic. Yeah, Ooh. coffee. Dark um, magic. I would be having a beer, uh, yeah. but I'll have one later. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a friend, uh, you might know him, Al. Mm-hmm. He, um, yeah. Years ago, he got me into the IPAs. Mm-hmm. And I know some people don't like those because they're, you know, they have a bitter taste and it takes 
you know, a little get getting used to. Right, and Jim, uh, you know, you have up on your office wall here, you have the uh, the chart of beer of all kinds, and oh, it's yeah. it's really a genogram. Those of you who are social work majors know the genogram, and it's really a genogram of the family history of beer. And uh, so you've got from the ale, you have the pale ale, and then a subset of that is the India pale mm-hmm. ale, the IPA. Yeah, you'd be surprised at the all the different types. Yeah, it's amazing with the uh, you know. yeah, all going back to the mom and dad of the ale and the lager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wanted to talk about, there's some local brewery. I can't say breweries. That's a hard word. Brewery. Breweries. There's some local breweries um, in our area, which is, uh, we're in, uh, right here, we're in Warren County, and some of these are in Hunterdon County. Uh, actually, there's a there's a new one called High Rail in Highbridge, New Jersey. Uh, they make their own beers. They got about eight beers on tap. Wow. So they're always making um, different brews. And... I think most of them are the you know higher alcohol mm-hmm, right, contents. Right. They're doing more of that lately. I think just boosting boosting the alcohol in certain yeah. ones. Yeah, just and to get I, for variety or to get people drunk quicker. Yeah. I'm not sure which, but yeah. And uh, if you're not too familiar with uh, breweries that make their own beers, or you're you're more used to going to a restaurant and ordering a beer, but uh, and I'm sure some of you who are listening to this and you know know your beers. Uh, there's a thing called a flight of beers, which is great to try different beers. You get like five five ounce glasses, and you pick five different different brews. Right, and so know. the uh, in the flight, it's great because we had those uh, down at the cidery down in Nelson County, Virginia. Uh, you've got smaller quantities, so you can taste more, taste more variety, right, with the sm- smaller quantity. Yeah, Mike's more a uh, hard cider. That's right. And there is a hard cider um, brewery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gonna have a hard time with that. Yeah, uh, called Ironbound Farm, and they make their own hard ciders, and that's here in Asbury, New Jersey. Oh, Not yeah. Asbury Park, but Asbury, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and that is Warren County. Mm-hmm. Again, that's the west, uh, central west, uh, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there's Carton Brewery, which I've had. Some of their beers, and they're in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. I know there's other ones. Uh, those are the three uh, that I felt like mentioning. And then there's one in um, North Carolina. Now, many years ago, uh, my friend Al and I, we mm-hmm. went to uh, this brewery called Noda. And that's when they were just starting out. Wow. They were in more of the industrial district. They were in a, um old factory building. Mm-hmm. They had no food. They would have a food truck outside um, that they would, every other day, it would be a different food truck. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised a couple years ago when I went to an NBA game in Charlotte. And I went over to where they had the, you know, where they were selling beer. And I saw that Noda, what they were selling Noda. Wow, surprise. Yeah, yeah. but you still can't get it here in New Jersey. But one of my favorite beers... Uh, is it's called Hop, Drop, and Roll. Interesting. That's an IPA. Yeah. Um, there's another brewery I like. It's called D9. And I started getting into, a couple years ago, these sour beers. Mm. Wow. Uh, they have one that you can get up here called Carnival. Mm-hmm. And that's in Cornelius, North Carolina. 
So one of the first beers, uh, IPAs I ever tried was Dale's Pale Ale, and that was in, um, they're in Longmont, Colorado. And then they um, opened a brewery in Brevard, North Carolina, which I've been to, and that is near Asheville. Right. Quality town there, Asheville. Mm-hmm. Very eclectic. And then Austin, Texas, too. So, they, mm-hmm. But that you can get, and they were one of the first uh, beers, or the higher alcohol beers to put it in cans. They actually kind of perfected the insulation of the cans so that um, you wouldn't get the, you know, the tint, the uh, taste of the can. Mm-hmm. The most interesting beer uh, I've had recently is called Half and Half Lemonade Iced Tea IPA. Wow. I've heard of the, of course, being a cider drinker, I've heard of the, the hard iced teas and there's the lemon tea uh, and such, but you're saying this is a brewed uh, with IPA. Yeah, it's, and you taste a mix of flavors. You do taste yeah. the tea and the uh, not so much the lemonade, but you do taste the tea and the hops. And it's by Evil Twin Brewery mm-hmm. uh, in New York. Uh, now, there's one I tried when I went to Canada uh, last summer, and it's called Eye Candy. Hmm. And that might have been one of the first, or maybe the second sour beers, and that's a Sasan beer. Um, that's a different type of beer, um, 5.8%, and that's by Amsterdam Brewing, Int- Brewing. That's by Amsterdam Brewing. I can't talk with that. That's Brewing. <laughs> Brewing. A lot of Brewing. Brewing in uh, Toronto, and let's see, I was there, oh, and that was um, at a place called Score, this is a weird name for a place, Score on King Sports Bar. Score on King. Yeah. It's got to be. A, is it? It's a reference to uh, something in a sports game, but uh, if it was castling, it'd be part of the sport of chess. But it's not castling. It's score on king, hmm. or it's a name of a sports team. I, I don't yeah, know. yeah. And that was in Toronto. That was um, July uh, 2019. And then uh, a week later, I noticed. Um, and I'm going to give a shout out. I don't know who this person is, but I saw this review of this beer. His name's Joe McPhee. Mm-hmm. He's from Toronto. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Uh, and on, on July 29th, 2019, about a week after I had this beer, he writes, Bright red pour with a light pink head. The aroma has a soft spiciness and a bit of grassiness. Hmm. Tart raspberries, fruit, light spice, and soft spicy quality. There's a bit of black pepper and raspberry seed quality. Mm-hmm. Now, my taste buds aren't that uh, advanced, <laughs> but um, some people can. I'm always amazed that people can taste food or, you know, and pick out exactly what's in it. Um, and he also says there's a bit of fruitiness along with some nice dryness on the back, crisp and fruity. So that beer stood out. We were gone for about 10 days. I think I've tried like 16 mm-hmm. different beers, and that wow. one stood out. So that is eye candy. If mm-hmm. you, and again, I don't think you can get it in, you can only get it in Canada. But if you do see it, or if you have not tried the sour brews, give it a try. So uh, on to, I came up with a list. Um, of what's happening. Yes. Yes. So with um, there being hop in the IPAs, uh, 
There are many beers with hop in the title. Right. So in marketing, you want to grab onto you know name recognition. Yeah. So they're going with hop and just throw it, throwing it into everything. Yeah. There. And I couldn't believe how many there were. I'm sure there's more than this, but I have 50, and I'll go through them real quick. Here. Wow. Hit it. <laughs> so one I mentioned just now is hop, drop, and roll. We've got hop devil, hop hog, hop slam ale, hop hunter IPA. Hopsecutioner, I like that. <laughs> Hop Nosh IPA. Hop Stupid. That must be a high alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Uh, Hop a Yum Hop IPA. Mm-hmm. Hopadillo. I like that one. Oh, yeah. IPA. Armad- and armadillo area. Mm-hmm. Blizzard of Hops. We got Hop Knife. Hop Otten IPA. Be Hoppy. Mm-hmm. Hop Back Amber Ale. So that's that might have that's an ale, but it's got hops in it. Mm-hmm. Pure hoppiness. I like that one. That's yeah. a good title. This is <laughs> this is a favorite. Try try sir try sir try sir hops try Sarah hops try Sarah hops and there that's out of Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, probably an old recipe. Yeah. Uh-huh. This one I like hop gun idea <laughs> like Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoppinius Union. Is that how I say? It? Mm. <laughs> hop Rising, Hoppy Birthday, mm-hmm. and that's by Alpine Beer Company in Alpine, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, hop Bullet Double IPA, Hoptimum, Samuel Adams Hopscape, Hop Ranch, Hop Storm IPA, The Shape of Hops to Come. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hop Alicious. We got Hop Hands, Hop Smack, Hop Knot. Hop Hash IPA. <laughs> I don't know if there's something else in that. Yeah, yeah. Hoptologist D IPA mm. it, from Knee Deep Brewing Company in Auburn, California. Huh? Hop Mana <laughs> IPA. <laughs> oh, Hop Mana. I yeah. get it. Hop Crisis. Hop Rod Rye. Hop Commander. Hop Juice. Hoppus. Hop Sun Summer Wheat Ale. Hop Dang Diggity. <laughs> Dang Diggity. Hop Solution Ale. Uh, we got Hopman Hopman Beer mm-hmm. uh, from Holland, Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's beer spelled B I E R. Of yes. course. Hop Z Autumn IPA. Mm-hmm. That's from Oregon. Hop Wallop. Hop Side Down. I like that one. Yeah. Hoppy Joe. Yeah. Hop Art. Now, one that would be very difficult to say on your third drink uh, after your third drink would be Hop Sun Summer. Hot Sun Summer Weed Ale. Hot Sun Summer Weed Ale. Hot Sun Summer. (laughs) Oh, there's more. There's two more. Okay. Hop Trip and Hop On or Die. (laughs) By the Baja California, Mexico. Yeah, Mexico. Okay. So, um... Well, Jim, Jim, thanks for sharing that uh, all on beer while I'm drinking my uh, hot cafe. (laughs) I thought you were drinking a Yangling. Hot cafe. Are you lying to the the audience? No, it's Keystone. (laughs) Told you it was Keystone. So yeah, uh, Keystone. Uh, Speaking which of is, Keystone, yeah, which is exactly what I want to talk about too. Uh, mm-hmm. Is um, talking about uh, the twenty greatest cheap American beers, and they're ranked. They're ranked from twenty up to one. Okay. All right. So get ready for this. Uh, number twenty, of course, is what I'm drinking right now, and uh, it says here number twenty Keystone. It's um, it takes you back to quote that bad night in college, or if not that that other bad night in college, and uh, so that's Keystone um, Michelob Ultra coming at number nineteen. 
And these are all cheap. Yes, this beers. is cheap. Uh, we go down to uh, as low as 60 cents a can. Uh, the article here, I'm, I'm pulling this from. A couple years ago. Yeah, it says if you're going to be drinking all day at the beach, you shouldn't be paying a dollar for your beer. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we got uh, Budweiser after that, 71 cents a can. Um, Bush comes after that, uh, part of the Anheuser portfolio, Anheuser-Busch. Miller High Life. I always wondered about, you know, what it meant, High Life. But uh, we've got to look into that sometime. It's uh, known as the champagne of beers, Miller High Life. Yeah. So if you're looking at your cheap beers and you say, oh, this is the red wine of beers, this one here is the champagne. Well, you know, like, um, say, I don't know, 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there weren't the craft beers, so a lot of them were just lagers so it, maybe that was the king of the yeah the the, the king of the lagers yeah yeah, yeah. that would be you, that would be actually be a pretty good title king of the lagers yeah because yeah. so, back i don't know i was watching a, a movie or something and the person walked in to the bar and, and said give me a beer a beer mm-hmm. give me a beer you know? yeah now they'll ask you what there's so many different kinds we ought to try that go in and say give yeah. me a beer and they're yeah. like what <laughs> I just I just need a beer, any beer. Well, uh, what kind would you like? Uh, just uh, just a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Miller, uh, let's see. After Miller High Life is Miller Light. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it, it's talking about how it's it, it is and always will be the anti Bud Light. So you know, it's kind of a battle from uh, Miller Light and Bud yeah. Light. Uh, Natural Bohemian is next. Uh, it's called a Natty Bow. <laughs> so uh, is it Natty or Naughty? I don't know. Naughty would probably work better. But yeah. it's a naughty bow. Give me a naughty bow. And that's all the way up to 75 cents a can. Look out. Uh, the next one, number 12, heading towards one, is Bud Light Lime. I was actually enthused when this came out because mm-hmm. not being a true beer drinker, yeah. liking ciders and iced tea a little bit more, um, it's, it, it tasted good to me. I like I liked the lime in it. I like the Bud Light Lime. Like if I'm at a baseball game, mm-hmm. like a minor league game, I know they have that. and Because mm-hmm. I, I really don't like you know Bud or... Yeah. Or the cheaper beers, but you know the lime, mm-hmm. you know, gives it a little zing. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody once said that it was a brilliant marketing move by Budweiser to say uh, that lime flavored water that slowly gets you drunk is, <laughs> what, is <laughs> yeah, their goal. Nice. <laughs> so um, the next one's hard to pronounce. Uh, uh, Nar- Nargan set. I've never heard. Yeah, of that. yeah. That's number eleven. Ooh, this is our most expensive beer on the list. You're up to ninety-two cents a can. Uh, the Rhode Island beer's claim to fame is being the beer of choice of Quint from the 1975 movie Jaws. Okay. So you know it got some some uh, product placement. Yeah. Back in '75. Um, and now it's gone back into obscurity. Yeah, sure I... is. Uh, Naragonset. Naragonset. Uh, Schlitz. I don't know if it's Schlitz Malt Liquor. It's number ten. Yeah, number it? ten. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's the, it's the bastard child of the beer brand. Nice. There it is. Um, Grain Belt. This is actually a title, the name of a beer. It's called Grain Belt. Huh. Um, you know, you can't get more descriptive of a drink made from grain to call it Grain Belt. Uh, <laughs> Schaefer. I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering That's... if Schaefer actually comes from uh, the area we're living in here in Lehigh Valley and into New Jersey. Um it said that uh, it was huge in Puerto Rico for decades. For decades, and well, wasn't there going back like Schlitz? Wasn't there Schmitz too? There was a Schmitz because I always yep. got them. I'm right. sure they 
we're pretty much the same. There was so many out there. Uh, you know, one that's not on this, you mentioned Schlitz and Schmitz. Mm-hmm. There was Esslinger and Erlanger. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have some fond memories of being 16. Did I say 16? No, 60. I, I did, I, <laughs> 16. Six, I, no, I can't. I probably can't really tell that story with the age in there. Um, next up, we have uh, Coors Light, uh, part of the big three. Um, and uh, so they, they're wondering if maybe it was all those cool temperature-based color-changing cans. Um, you know, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. They did that with Coors Light. Coors Light is still pretty big. I, I know a uh, beer drinker uh, talking to her down in Virginia. Coors Light is her thing. She can get offered all the other kinds, but she drinks mm-hmm. Coors Light. It's very interesting. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, number six is Milwaukee's Best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our friend Keith uh, knows a lot about Milwaukee's Best. Yep. And so that comes in at 58 cents a can. Ooh. Wait, that is that's the che- premium, though. That's almost the cheapest, right? That's yeah. almost, yeah. So um, Bud Light is next it's the light king of beers yeah mm-hmm. and uh it this this record here claims that's that it is ubiquitous and flavorful as water um but it's just as refreshing uh number four rolling rock um this one made famous in our area by uh again our friend keith uh his dad would drink rolling rock like it was I, like it was water i will drink rolling rock over any any of these? Except the next one. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. They're pretty close. But as far as a cheaper beer or cheap beer, mm-hmm. uh, if there was Bud and Rolling Rock, I, I would definitely go. I, I like Rolling Rock in the summer. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's, you know, what you look for, too, is no, like, no aftertaste. You know, you drink, you know, and these are really light. And if you're used to drinking the IPAs, <laughs> right. Um, I could probably drink 12 of those and just get a buzz. Yeah, yeah. Not that I'm drinking 12 of them, but... Not tonight. And we're not condoning drinking. Yes, we are. So. We're just talking about it. Yes, we're just talking. So the next one, number three, is Yingling. I have my own theory about how Yingling got popular, but it here says that it's uh, it's the beer that you'll find craft lovers drinking when no one is looking. I thought that was interesting. And I think it's one of the oldest beers. Yeah, uh, well, now it's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Now, uh, Yingling, uh, both of those words, Ying and Ling, are mm-hmm. Chinese. And yeah. so I think they really took this. It's great uh, marketing to have a name like Yingling and not like Paps or Bud or yeah. Milwaukee's Best. Mm-hmm. Um, because people who are uh, new at drinking, they're just starting, they, they see that and they think it's a high quality beer. And yeah. like, oh my God, you only want $2 for this, yeah. you know, so uh, at the bar. So uh, I think it just, it's a great promotional to have a name Yingling. Yeah. And I'm not sure the origin of that. We'll have to look that up as well. Uh, number two, the ultimate hipster beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. I can't believe it's still around. Yeah. But. Uh, some people might actually call it PBR. Give me a PBR. Yeah. You know, maybe they're just too lazy to say Pabst Blue Ribbon, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, PBR, you could be saying anything at the bar when it's really loud, you know. Yeah, you get a peanut butter and yeah. a uh, radish sandwich or something. <laughs> Rutabaga. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it calls itself the uh, the working man's beer. Human hair. <laughs> there is no human hair. Okay. You didn't hear that. Okay. Um, I was shocked at number one because yes. I don't know, unless this is the full name of the beer. Yeah. But I've never heard of... Drum roll, please. Coors Banquet. Coors Banquet, yes. Have you ever heard of Coors yeah, Banquet? I, well, I, I don't think I ever had one. I don't think I ever imbibed, but uh, Coors Banquet. But isn't there Coors and then Coors Light? I yeah. didn't know there was a Coors Banquet. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Again, I think it's the marketing thing where you throw banquet or you just throw yingling on it, and, and people think that it's more prestigious. Banquet? You know. But this is a list from two, two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's not a list from 30 years ago. It's like, I've never seen Coors Bank. Now I'm going to have to look for it. But. You know what? You know what? Um, Coors, uh, they opened a huge plant uh, uh, down in Virginia, but they're known and they do all their marketing from out in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Rocky Mountain. Uh, all the Rocky Mountain pictures and everything. So I'm thinking that the other half of the country knows Banquet like we know Bud Light. Okay. Yeah. It's very possible. Hmm. Yeah. So Coors Banquet gets the uh, gets the number one with an average price of seventy eight cents. Our lowest one being Rolling Rock. See, I would Rock. put um, Labatt's Ice on there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. When I lived in Pennsylvania, I'd, uh, my neighbor across the street, uh, we would he would always be drinking the uh, Labatt's Ice. Came in a black can. It was a, uh, I think it was twenty four ounce. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, tall yeah, boy, uh-huh. and. It was the highest alcohol cheap beer. It's six percent. Wow! And you could get you would get six of the doubles in a. It would be a case mm-hmm. for twelve dollars. Wow! And it would you know strong you just strong have, beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And and he never liked the the IPAs. I I tried to get him into them, and then until after I moved away, mm-hmm. I found out now he loves the IPAs. Yeah. So. Back, uh, just to close the, the, the beer segment, I think, here. Well, I have one more. Okay. So my, uh, the Erlanger, Esslinger, uh, it was one of those two, and uh, it was decades ago, actually, a long time ago, but uh, I was on my third one or fourth, I can't remember, mm-hmm. but I thought maybe something was wrong, that maybe somebody uh, was, was messing with me. <laughs> I thought maybe it was some water in there, some flavored water oh, okay. or something, yeah. Um, some of these can be really low alcohol content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's see here. I got one more thing. Okay. So last thing. Um, this is the last thing on uh, beer, and I'm going to try and make it kind of quick. But um, I paired up different drinks, like a fine, not, like a fine restaurant yeah, pairing up for you. Yeah. Not necessarily. Uh, they're not just beer, but uh, alcoholic beverage to different genres of music. Mm-hmm. So the first one is country music. And now I think you should be drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon mm-hmm. or a Miller Lite or bacon grease. I know that's not a... If you chill it. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> if you chill it, you could spoon it out. Yeah. yeah. Or you put the bacon grease in the beer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, rock music, like um, I think it should be like a... Like pop rock should be a light lager. Um, it could even be to... I said light lager to IPA, so basically any mm-hmm. any type of beer in between. Oh, I, okay. Good. A good IPA should be like progressive rock, okay. And a pilsner or a rolling rock would be like classic rock. There you go. You know, okay. Punk. We need a double IPA for this, <laughs> okay. For the pain. Now, double IPA is usually we're in the nine percent, ten percent range mm-hmm. of alcohol. Yeah, just go for it. Don't yeah, fool just, around. Just, just go for yeah. it till you pass out. Yeah, take it with the shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heavy metal, you're going to be drinking Hennessy, mm-hmm. uh, cognac, mm-hmm. uh, or brandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Hennessy's cognac. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, so it's something like that. Uh, hardcore, you're going to be drinking vodka. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want something, yeah, something hard. Now, classical music. I think our I think our listeners are able. You're going to have a that. nice a nice wine, mm-hmm. Pinonnier, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sauvignon Blanc, the, yeah, the yeah. wine of your choice. Yeah. Now, rap. 
you're gonna <laughs> you're you're at the Labatt's ice. What? Why not? Or you can have some sham pipple. Sham pipple. Yeah. Now, do you know? Have you ever heard of sham pipple? No. Okay. Sham pipple. Now, sham pipple. It's a mixture of champagne and ginger ale. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. ripple, which I don't. Uh, not even sure if they make ripple anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, it was first mentioned on an episode of Sanford and Son. Oh. Okay. Wow. And I actually have the title of the episode if you want to check it. Mm-hmm. It's called Fred and Carol and Fred and Donna. Okay. Okay. Sam Pipple. In which um, Red Fox says he has a mixture of ginger ale and ripple. It was mentioned later in the episode Superflyer. Mm-hmm. In which they decide to get champagne, not ginger ale, because they are on a plane flying first class, and Red Fox also wants some ripple to mix with it. Hmm. And that's where he says, saying they could call it sham pipple. There you go. So that's champagne and ripple. Mm-hmm. Let's see. On here. that um, on that on that topic right there, I I once was uh, once was living in Hong Kong. And uh, they wanted me to do some karaoke. So uh, before the karaoke, they offered me a strange uh, drink that I'd never had before. Okay. Okay, so it was cream soda, Uh as in cream soda pop, and San Miguel beer. Okay. Okay? And they mixed it half and half. Uh And uh, yeah, it's a really low alcohol sweet drink. (laughs) So yeah, it reminds me of the ginger ale. Now a little Mm -hmm. bit um, Mm -hmm. about Ripple. Ripple wine was a popular wine in the 60s and 70s. Hmm. Uh, it was produced by E&J Gallo Winery as a low-end wine with a high alcohol content. And Ripple Wine was a fermented juice with added flavors, colors, and sugars. And brandy was typically added as a preservative and sweetener. I don't know, that, sound, that doesn't wow. sound Put good. Put the brandy in as, yeah. to boost the alcohol and, and preserve it. Okay, That's so nice. next up we have blue, the blues, and I'm... I'm Thinking pretty much bourbon, hmm. bourbon on the rocks, maybe old granddad. Um, now, this is kind of a genre, genre, I guess, a Swedish music. If you've been to Sweden, then you, yeah. would, you, would, you would propose now, that. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to drink mead, which is apropos. <laughs> uh, do they still make it? Yes. They do. I had no idea. I was in Sweden, uh, Stockholm, uh, a couple years ago, and I actually had mead at this uh, Viking restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an alcoholic beverage created by fermenting honey with water and sometimes with various fruits, spices, grains, and, or hops. And the alcohol content ranges from about 3.5 to more than 20%. So uh, you really want to... Pretty broad there, yeah. Now, I actually saw at one of the local beer stores, I saw they had mead. Hmm. So I might, might be buying it soon and listening to some ABBA. I yeah, don't know. yeah. Okay, electronic music. Okay, we... I don't know. I picked vodka mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, jazz. We got some hard cider. There it is for jazz. Love it. Now lounge crooner kind of music. You want a cl- you want a classic martini with that shaken or stirred. Now no offense, I do like new wave, but you want a fruity IPA for new wave. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. And then Sweet. alternative, you want a sasson. Sasson. Okay. And that's a um, beer from the Belgian Providence. Province mm-hmm. of Hanoi. Mm. Um, so I won't go into that, but you can look up Sasan mm-hmm. beers. Very so, interesting. Um, so there we go. So that kind of ends our that's our beer segment. Jim, thanks for sharing your expertise on that. I've learned so much. I'm an expert at nothing. I make it up as I go along. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay.
ending the brewery. All right, Jim. So uh, our last segment here is where we're looking at the good, the bad, and the guilty. So uh, songs that we think are pretty good, uh, typically mm-hmm. uh, most you know more recent songs, and then bad, and then stuff that is a guilty pleasure. Looking at first, uh, something good that okay. I found is from uh, 2018. It is Guiding Light okay. by Mumford & Sons. Oh, the, album okay. is, the album's Delta, and it's got some other great songs. I just love, also I love the song Beloved. Um, just a rhythmic, flowing, and uh, it asks the question, um, you know, what is, what is my guiding light? Uh, it's a really good, uh, you know, sitting in the living room armchair, you know. Uh, just relaxing, you know. It's a really, mm-hmm. it's a great album. Uh, some of the lyrics. Is that, that a newer? Album? Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yep. Oh, okay. And um, so, because uh, it says like, uh, "Cause even when there is no star in sight, you always be my only guiding light." And uh, and if we come back and we're broken, unworthy and ashamed, give us something to believe in, and you know we'll go your way. So it's mm-hmm. just a real positive, uh, introspective, but positive song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's my okay. good choice. So my good is The Weaklings, and they're from New Jersey. Yeah. And they put out their third album recently called Three. Mm-hmm. So their first one was just self-titled, and second was Studio Two, and Three is Three, and mm-hmm. the song is Three mm-hmm. that I like. Um, now, the intro to this song has a, it's a 60s kind of vibe, mm-hmm. and most of all their albums are... Obscure Beatles songs, songs that um, were not recorded by the Beatles. They were written, but they were never recorded. Um, And then the other half, or most of the half, is their own song. So this is one of their own. This has a total Beatles-esque 60s. Um, We actually heard this song at a concert last year before the album came out. Mm -hmm. And I remember this song because I... It, I hadn't heard it before, and I really liked it, so mm-hmm. that was a good thing. And I have permission from Mr. Glenn Burtnick, mm-hmm. and he is Lefty Weakling in mm-hmm. the band. He plays bass. Mm-hmm. He was also in the band Sticks for a little while. And the original Beatlemania. So anyway, uh, he gave me permission to play part of this song. So I'm going to play the beginning of the song, and this is three, and this is what I think is really... Good. I really love this song. So here we go. So, um, yeah, so that's my good. And I, I think the song is probably, um, well, you can hear it's basically about 
this guy's obsessed by this woman who's pretty good looking and I think a little maybe a little bit out of his league mm-hmm. and you know just keeps ignoring him, you know, breaking his heart. You know, but maybe someone he could never approach, never even have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. That's my good. So next up we have the bad. The All right, bad. I went to the the top 100 most played songs in Apple. Um, I did find that um, only 18 of the 100 uh, did not have the E for explicit. So, you know, you've got um, quite a bit there to choose from. And I chose a song, uh, and that is Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. What? Yes. How could you? Yes, this is how I could. Everybody loves that song. Yeah, they do. How could they you do. not like that song? They do. Um, <laughs> I noticed everybody loved the song when I watched the Grammys about three weeks ago. And um, I was channel surfing, and I came upon the Grammys, and there was a standing ovation, standing ovation for Billie Eilish. And uh, so I, I, I chose this song. It's from the album When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go?, which is, you know, thought-provoking and all. Mm-hmm. But I see it more as a, a novelty song. Um, you know, I probably could have even chose some uh, that were worse. Um, I tried to like, this, like the song. I, okay. I, you know, I, I gave it a chance. Um, There's not a lot of... I have to agree. There's not a lot of meat to the song. No, no. You know? And the lyrics are bizarre, but you know, I, I wouldn't dislike the song for that reason. It, of course, is recorded well and produced well. Yeah. Uh, she won at the Grammys four uh, or oh, yeah. five. All right, let me list them. Uh, she got a record of the year, which includes the artist, the engineer, the mixer. Mm-hmm. Um, she got album of the year for When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Song of the year, along with Phineas O'Connell, her brother. Is that right? Yes. Yep. yes. So new best artist, okay? Yeah. And then best pop vocal album. So, you know, I can see, you know, with being and being new, um, I believe she's 18. I can see, you know, being best new artist, but uh, I really don't think that this song uh, warrants five Grammys. I I agree based on that song. Yeah. I've seen other songs of her or even like her and her brother. Live live performance? At the piano. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she she can sing, Mm -hmm. but this, I, yeah, this song. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. You know, I don't. So there, so there is better. And so I should yeah. educate myself. I'm going to try to bring this out of the bad column. Uh, it did have a fake ending, which I thought was really interesting. Have you, you recall that? Uh, about three quarters, um, it, uh, it just stops, and then it cuts into something different, mm-hmm. and then back in and it ends quickly. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I like the fake ending. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to okay. give it uh, – I got one last thing to say about this, okay. and that is, duh. <laughs> duh. Duh. So my bad is – it is a rap song. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm shocked. I should not Honestly, Jim, Jim, I am shocked. It's Roddy Rich, and that's with two C's. Ooh. He's that rich. And it's called The Box. Now, besides this song being pretty bad, pretty um, sounding like everything I, else. I wish we could play it, but you don't know him personally. It's like a beat. Actually, this song is unique because it has a sound effect of someone washing a window it's like something like that and it's been made fun of too on uh you know tiktok but it's rhythmic you know the wipers are rhythmic you know you've got a good steady beat with with windshield wipers Mm -hmm. yeah one of the one of the popular um apps tiktok Mm -hmm. uh they i saw a, a video 
Guy's knocking on the door. It says recording, I think, and he opens the door, and some guy's washing the washing the, the windows, window, and yeah. it's the beginning of the song, right? But even the lyrics, busting out the bells out of out the box, I just hit a lick with the box. Okay, I could see, and I he's not saying stick. I just hit a lick. You know, maybe he's maybe it's a beatbox. Had to put the stick in a box. Mmm. Mmm. Pour up the whole damn seal. <laughs> I'm a get lazy. And then we have the N word mm-hmm. uh, for about 10 times in the chorus. Mm-hmm. And then the er er sound, uh, like I said, in the mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. And now these are some comments from YouTube. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be good. Made it a minute and I'll never get the. Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense either, but okay. Made it, oh, made it a minute means I yeah. listened to it for a minute, and I'll never get those brain cells back. <laughs> Damn if wiping a window is a beat. Imagine all the other beats there can be. When he said, I'ma get lazy, I felt that. This song makes me want to break into someone's house and install a security system. <laughs> now, I, I, that's probably from the video with yeah. the, uh, going in the door. So Okay, so that's my bad... Check it out. You got Roddy Rich, the box, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll agree with me. Mm-hmm. But you know the 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 worst thing is this song was got to number one on downloads, like streams uh, on iTunes. Who are these people? So, so that's why they call it popular music. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, I'm going to guilty. Uh, okay. What we have here with the good, the bad, the guilty. Uh, guilty is ones that uh, behind closed doors when you're not there, yeah, Jim. Yes, I'm, 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 I'm Want, pleasing myself with this, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, okay, that's a little private matter, but no, these are, and I, I just want to elaborate uh-huh, that, yeah. that these are songs you, in the summer when you have the windows rolled down and you you don't want to be blasting. You know, these are songs. You know, it could have a it could you just like something. It doesn't necessarily have to be the greatest song mm-hmm. in the world, but you just there's some, a melody, a hook, right? You know, it's so, a fe- it's yeah. a feel good song and one that you don't get tired of. So yeah. I cho- I chose "Look What I Found" by Stefani Joanne Jeremata, known as Lady Gaga. So mm-hmm. this is track number twenty on the soundtrack to "A Star Is Born." Okay, there's thirty four tracks on there, including some dialogues, and this is number twenty. And this is, I believe, when in the movie, Allie is becoming her own star. And it's just an amazing song. Uh, It's simple. Look what I found is the title. And Mm -hmm. the answer is somebody who loves me. Uh, I just love it. Don't get tired of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Other great uh, songs on this soundtrack are Shallow, of course. I love Shallow. Shallow. I'm going to make a confession. Yeah. yeah. I can't. I'm, I'm listening. To Maybe you. I'm now, listening. but when the movie came out, whenever I heard the song "Shallow," mm-hmm. I tear up. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it is, and I think it's because of the movie, because of the the um, relationship yeah. between the two of them. And don't don't tell the. I'm tearing up now. Don't. I just. It's something my, about getting it. my paper wet here. Yeah. No, I love "Shallow," and mm-hmm. I don't know why I don't know this other the song that. That your is your guilty because I have that soundtrack, but I guess they didn't. Yeah, and it. so it's it's real upbeat and uh, and and and, play, and again, what's and the playful. song called yeah. again? It's called "Look What I Found." Okay, yeah. and uh, some of the lyrics: "I'm alone in my house. I'm out on the town." It's just mm-hmm. it's a it's it's uh, it's Allie, the character getting popular and starting her songwriting career. But you've got "Shallow," but you got four other 
uh, excellent songs. You've got Always Remember Us This Way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that got some airplay, I thought. La Vie en Rose. And that is where uh, one of the early scenes where he goes to the bar and she in uh, the bar she is singing and she's up on the, the bar and everything and she sings uh, there in front of him. And it's a song in French. I'll Never Love Again, uh, I think is the, the closing song. And you, you already probably know the story about that where she was recording that. She heard of a death of her friend. Yes. Yeah. And um, well, she actually went. During the film, she went to the hospital. Yeah, she went I think to the by hospital. By the time she got to the hospital, right after her friend passed away. Right, and she came. Yeah. She came. So she brought that. A, she came a back and yeah. recorded and yeah. and worked after that. Yeah. So she says that's really special. But you know what? Just a Bradley Cooper on his guitar. Maybe it's time. If you don't mm-hmm. know it, look it up. It is a great song. It's stripped down. It's him and his guitar, and I believe it's what he played in the mm-hmm. bar. Um, when the drag queens were saying yes. play is something yeah, yeah. and it's a beautiful okay, song yeah beautiful so that um, you know the whole album is my guilty pleasure but mm-hmm. look what yeah. i found is what i chose what do you got jim so my guilty and again like mike just said it, that whole album mine more is this whole person <laughs> <laughs> head to toe now, no i'm kidding i discovered her a couple years ago she's been around longer than that but her name is sarah shook and the Disarmers, which is her band. Now, this is under the genre Americana, but it's really country. I've heard it. I've heard it. The twangs, yeah. the twangs and the way now, I'm not a huge fan of country, except like Johnny Cash, the older country. But we talked about this before. It doesn't match the new country. This yeah. is more authentic country. This has more... Mm-hmm. She has an angst. She has... There's a video, her just sitting on a porch... Uh, picking up her guitar and just a scowl on her face. You heard, you, she's not smiling, no. And she's kind of skinny, long hair. She looks a little strung out. And most of the songs are about whiskey, smoking cigarettes, um, just love gone wrong. Mm-hmm. One I like in particular is called Dwight Yoakam. Now, most of the songs she's talking about a relationship with a man. This is obviously about a woman uh, because it says, starts out, I'm drinking water tonight because I drank all the whiskey this morning. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then drank the whiskey this morning because my baby, she ain't coming home. So there's Mm -hmm. she. Mm -hmm. Now the video, you see bottles of uh, whiskey lined up along the hallway. Empty Jack Daniels. I think there's about 30 of them or 40. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is about a a significant other maybe that met a guy in a bar who looks like Dwight Yoakam. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know, something about this song, it's a slow song and it is definitely country sounding. And but when the line where she says and he sings just like Dwight Yoakam, when she says he sings, she almost does a yodel, which Dwight Yoakam does. That's right. That's his, so that's a little ode mm-hmm. to Dwight mm-hmm. Yoakam. Yeah. So basically, I don't know. I I mostly, I guess, started liking her because of the videos, but I would love to see her. It's just something different. I, I don't know what it is. but So mm-hmm. Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, that's my guilty pleasure. And mainly because I particularly don't like the twangy country but I like 
the whole package. Yeah, it's her persona. It's how she brings it, brings that that classic country out. And the lyrics are kind of interesting. I mean, she had, some of her other songs are better than mm-hmm. this one. All right, we want to thank everybody for listening, uh, and uh, until next time. Until next time, thanks for listening. All right, thank you. Okay, until you hear us again. All right. Today's show is produced and edited by Jim Thatcher and Mike Rush. You can find Jim and Mike Talk on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and their host site, Podbean. Intro and exit music by the band 99%. The Weakling Song 3, used with permission from Glenn Burton. I like my women like.